It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. We hope to get Governor Stitt on the Southwestern Heat Hotline, and he's with us now. We're going to get him right on. Good morning, Governor. Welcome to the program this morning. Hey, good morning. It's great to be with you and talk to all my friends in Western Oklahoma. Well, it's always a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity to get you on the air uh, here in our part, our neck of the woods, as they say. So, how you doing? First of all, how's everything going? You know, everything's going great. We're getting ready for the session. Uh, last night, I had. Uh, Kevin O'Leary from the Shark Tank over at the governor's mansion uh, with uh, a group of investors, and he's just looking to invest in states, and this is his words, uh, that are business-friendly. And Oklahoma has risen to the top of that list, and, and uh, he was great. He was talking about, we've got to tell the world why the failed policies of California, New York, and Massachusetts. He goes, I wouldn't invest a dollar in those states. We need to come to states like Oklahoma and uh, it was really, really cool to hear. And so we had a great time with him. We're going to show him a bunch of assets around the state today and uh, tomorrow. So he's got a trip. He's going to USA Rare Earth and Stillwater this morning. And I'm going to be back with him uh, for lunch as he's looking to bring more more investment dollars in Oklahoma and more jobs. What's he saying? Does he think it's a good place to be? Oh, absolutely. I mean, our energy advantage in Oklahoma is just unbelievable. And I, and I remind people, I had no idea until I became governor how important that is. We're, we're the second lowest uh, energy cost in the country. And the reliable, affordable energy grid is so, so important. I mean, Google has their largest data center located out in prior Oklahoma uh, on the eastern part of our state. But it's a huge advantage for Weatherford. It's a huge advantage for uh, Oklahoma City and, and every part of our state to just continue to attract companies because the future um, for for an energy rich state and somebody that has affordable reliable energy is going to be more and more important as these other states with their policies uh, they're having rolling blackouts and, and and businesses need assurance and so it's so so important. Yeah, it, it really is. You think Western Oklahoma is in line for anything uh, substantial? Our workforce is pretty low. That's one of our problems. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the chicken and the egg. You get the jobs, then you get the workforce, or the workforce and the jobs come. And so I think it goes hand in hand. And, and we're obviously continuing investing in education in, in the state. Uh, we have to have an educated workforce. And, and I think as parents, um, that's really our main focus, is making sure our kids get the best education possible. And so that's something I'm always focused on. Uh, but commerce, we're always showing sites everywhere, um, you know, in, in, in Oklahoma. So I, I think uh, I think it's going to win its fair share. You're, you're the proximity to, to a huge workforce as Oklahoma can, can, continues to expand west um, is, is I think it's going to be very helpful for Weatherford. You know, I say it's the best kept secret in the, in the United States, Oklahoma as a whole, particularly western Oklahoma. I mean, it's a great quality of life and income, taxes are low already in Oklahoma. We're not we're not too bad to shape. We need to get better, I guess. That's kind of why you're calling this special session. You want to talk about that a minute? Because I know you're doing that to help uh, cut taxes. That's exactly right. And yeah, it's, it's so important. And, and I want Oklahomans to hear me on this. Um, you know, first off, when I became the businessman governor and, and you elected me, it's been six years ago now, if you can believe Lord, that. I can't believe it. Um, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I was elected in, in 18 and sworn in in 19, but, um, you know, we had very little money in savings and, um, I went about to build up our savings account. So now we have the largest savings account in state history. 
And we've been strategically invested in education and invested in uh, law enforcement and just roads and bridges. All of these things are at high time fund, high all time funding records. Now it's time to do another tax cut. I've given a pay raise to Oklahomans once before. It's time to do it again because we've got excess revenue. And if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? We can't just create more government programs. And I understand that sometimes there's a philosophical difference. We have people in the Senate that want to keep spending money and want to raise the level of expenses. I just think we have to give that back and continue the business-friendly attitude and give that back to the taxpayers because, I mean, we can talk about inflation because inflation is devaluing the dollar. So in other words, whatever your salary is, think about this for a second. If you haven't got a significant pay raise over the last couple of years, you've actually got a pay cut because when you go to the grocery store, everything costs more. Or when you fill up your gas tank or when you go to the, um, you know, get your car fixed, I mean, everything is going up. And we need to continue to cut taxes for Oklahomans when we can, when we have excess revenue. You're asking for a quarter percent. I know you got the House on board from my, in talking to House leadership. Uh, what about the Senate? Yeah, the, the, that's, the, that's the problem. I, I, I don't understand it because the Senate should be Republican-led. Uh, but, but right now, the House, I've called special sessions three times for tax cuts. The House passes it every time. And the Senate won't take it up. So all I ask this time is just to put it up for a vote. I didn't ask him to pass it. I just said put it up for a vote. And I'm optimistic. The Senate pro tem said he would adhere to the call of the governor's uh, request. And so just put it up for a vote. That's all I'm asking for. Because Oklahomans deserve to know who wants to spend their money and who wants to give it back to the taxpayer. So I understand what you're looking at income tax and asking for a quarter percent cut. Is that kind of what the House's bill will look like? That's exactly right. Yep. And I would never put Oklahomans in a bad situation. In other words, I would never say let's cut revenue below ongoing or base level expenses. That would be stupid. In other words, you can't cut your salary below what your house payment and your obligations are. But right now we have a surplus. So we have two options. And I want Oklahomans to think about it. When you have a surplus, I can either save it. Well, I've already got the largest savings count in state history. Oklahomans are going to say, Governor, how much money do you need in savings? Uh, or they could spend it. They could raise expenses and give all the government employees a pay raise, which they've, they've asked. Actually, that's one of their proposals. Um, or we can give it back to the taxpayer. And I told them this. I said, listen, I'm not, I, I, we have some great uh, public servants that serve the state, but I'm not going to give them a pay raise before I give Oklahomans a pay raise. Good point. Uh, so you think you have some cooperation from the Senate? You, you, uh, because I know a couple of times when you've called the other special sessions, you just couldn't get any action there. That's exactly right. Well, listen, I want Oklahomans to know, if your governor could write the law, you would already have about a two-point uh, tax cut uh, because I asked for a 75 basis points or three-quarters last session because we had over a billion-dollar surplus, uh, and we didn't get it done. But my job as governor is to tell you what I see and to lead and say, here's what I believe we ought to do for Oklahoma, but it's your House and Senate members that have actually have to write the law. So Oklahomans listening to me. If you if you if you think like I do with about lower taxes, smaller government, government's not the answer. Then you have to call and pick up your phone and make sure that your senator, your House member, stands with with you on that issue. And uh, that's that's how this system works. If I could do it, if I could do it all myself, it would already have been done. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, you got to have three legs of that stool working together to get something done. 
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's the way the system works. And, and you guys have local representation there from Weatherford and Western Oklahoma. And so just call your senator and ask them where they're at on it. And um, just say, hey, make sure that their leadership puts it up for a vote. That's all I'm asking I, for. I know Anthony Moore, representative from Clinton, is supporting your tax cut. Uh, and I don't know about Darcy Eck. He's talked about it. He's in the Senate, but he's the senator for this area, and along with uh, – uh, I'm just mentioning names for those who might want to call them. Uh, Brett Howard covers a big part of southwestern Oklahoma as well. Yep, absolutely. Uh, two fine men and uh, um, or three fine men there. So, yeah, just uh, call them. Make sure that you know where they stand on that. Uh, we can absolutely afford it. And, um, you know, some of the narrative, they try to spin Oklahomans in a circle and say we can't afford it. Um, listen, Oklahomans deserve a pay raise right now more than government and, and, you know, deserves a pay increase. So uh, one of the big issues concerning this tax cut is that if if it goes into effect, it takes a, a supermajority of the House and Senate and the governor to, to increase taxes. Uh, is there any provision in there? I heard a little bit about that. There might be a provision in there that would, would sunset this if, if we, got, we actually got into some issues where we need more funding. Well, listen, uh, that, that is absolutely true, um, but here, here's what I've studied. To, to, to stand with any kind of economic downturn in state history, we only needed about $3.7 billion in reserves. We have $5.4 right now. We can withstand a small economic downturn without having to cut any kind of services. Uh, I would not be for raising taxes. I want to make this quarter of a point permanent, uh, but – you know, a couple of years ago, before I got into office, 2018, the legislature actually passed a tax increase, uh, and, and they can get it done. They can get that done. But, yeah, Oklahomans want it very difficult for the government to raise taxes on, which I totally agree with. Um, let's, let's first cut some spending and get more efficient in state government before we look to, uh, you know, force mom and dad to the kitchen table to get more efficient because we're going to raise their taxes. Many of the farmers out here that I talk to are concerned because they don't want property taxes raised as a result of this cut in income tax. Do you see that as even a problem? Not at all. You know, the, the property taxes is a local tax. That's your local county adding, or or you would get to vote locally for an ad valorem increase. The state is not touching property taxes or anything like that. Matter of fact, the state doesn't receive any of that revenue that goes to your local schools, that goes to your career techs, uh, that goes to, you know, um, that, that, that kind of stuff. And that's all, uh, school bonds, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but that's a local vote that your counties are going to be able to vote on, on your local county taxes. So when does this uh, special special session going to take place? Have you actually called it yet? Or are you going to? No, I've called it. It starts on January 29th. So the reason I did it before regular session starts is let's, Let's get this out of the way so we know exactly what revenue we have to spend uh, when we go into reg- to session. If we don't, just what's going to happen like it did the last three years, legislature gets in there and then they figure out you know, how to play Santa Claus to all these different government spending programs, and they end up spending all of our excess revenue. That's why we need to get it done now. And again, this is the third time I've called for it. Um, we can absolutely afford it. And here's the deal. Here's the deal, Harold. If we keep raising expenses every single year, we're going to be in a bad situation in the future uh, with having to either some future legislature is going to be telling Oklahomans they need to raise taxes. Because if you raise expenses all the time, you, you're, you're increasing obligations, and that's problematic as well. 
Governor, anything else you want to say before we get out of here this morning? I know you got a limited amount of time to be with us. I appreciate you taking time to be on the radio this morning. No, I'm I'm, I'm good. Just everybody stay warm out there and, and get those kids off the school, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm playing dad and driving one of my kids to school this morning. Any fog out there? Uh, well, I don't think so. I haven't looked outside yet, actually. <laughs> It's foggy in West Oklahoma. I barely got to work this morning, so be careful out there. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I will do. A dense fog in Western Oklahoma and possibly in Oklahoma City as well, so be careful. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the program this morning. Have a great day. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.